I'm Claire Cavey, and I'm here with my sister, Catherine Cavey, and my mom, Delaram Cavey, for our third episode of the Gamina Podcast. This weekend, my family and I went to a community gathering where, after the gathering, our mom had some thoughts that she wanted to get off of her chest, and she asked that we record this episode today so that she can express these thoughts, and we're here today with you, mom, so I'll pass the mic to you, and... We're looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Hi, Catherine and Claire. Thank you very much for this special gathering that we're having right now to really kind of put to good use some of the hardships that we experienced yesterday. What we thought was going to be a community barbecue ended up being a collection of microaggressions that we did not expect blindsided us the three of us discussed it all night when we came home i hardly slept and this morning when i woke up i thought we need to do something about this and the best thing to do is to put it in a podcast so thanks to you both i believe that these thoughts need to be aired out Last night's gathering was in a community of very highly educated, affluent, Anglo-Saxon individuals, which we know and love, and we are very happy to be neighbors with in our community. However, very unfortunately, as these adults came toward Catherine and Claire, asked them how their summer was, Catherine's getting ready to apply for colleges, asked about what colleges, all of these were answered by Catherine and Claire, honestly and truthfully, to reflect their engineering studies, their engineering desires, futures, and the fact that Catherine just completed an NIH internship and is applying for biomedical engineering in five schools in a few months. And then, of course, the question turns to the little sister, you know, what do you hope to do? And Claire shares that she is going for aerospace engineering. And then the you know, community asked, what languages are you studying? And the girl said, we're going to start our ninth year of Mandarin. So you would think that with a glass of wine in my hand, having an outdoor gathering would be refreshing, pleasant. But honestly, I came home really upset and exhausted. In 2022, girls should not be going through this level of discrimination and judgment for simply following their passions. Catherine, do you want to share a little bit about some of these microaggressions that happened to you yesterday? Sure. Yesterday when I told people that I wanted to study biomedical engineering, 
my statement was met with a lot of surprise because they did not expect a person like me to know what I want to do with my life, what degree I want to get and where I want to work. So I think for me, it just conveys how little they think of teenagers, especially, you know, female teenagers. I think if I was a boy, they would have been like, oh, well, that's good. You should know what you want to do anyways. But I feel like this is something that I've experienced ever since I've been telling people I want to study biomedical engineering or even before then when I wanted to study environmental engineering. Do you remember some of the precise comments that people made? I do. There was an older gentleman who said to you, do you know that this takes a lot to see through? And then he kind of smiled, then he kind of laughed, couldn't believe it. And then he brought another older gentleman over to point you out. I was very insulted, like as if my kid is like a circus freak, very insulting. And there was a couple, older couple, and what did they say? when we were discussing you know your interest in math and the fact that you had just done an nih internship do you remember they looked at me and said you know i know mom's got you on a tight leash but you need to have some fun you know you know that you can change your mind if you want to you know that you're not locked in as a career and what did um, the individual say who was sitting next to me at dinner when you explained to her how you spent your summer? What did she say? Uh, she asked, what did I do for fun this summer? Said, oh, but, but what did you do for fun? And what did you say to her? You said, that is fun for me. And she wouldn't let it go. So the only way that you were able to get the scrutiny done with was to basically pull out of your hat that you also like to cook. And that you love nature and state parks. So when you basically demonstrated what she could process as feminine activities that's the only time that she would let it go how did this make you feel as a young lady 17 years old in some months about to apply for universities wanting to study biomedical engineering how did this series of microaggressions make you feel? I felt frustrated that the expectation of a person like me is very low. What do you mean a person like you? A female teenager. A female teenager. Yeah. So I did not feel supported in what I wanted to do or study. 
did it make you feel relaxed in this setting which was supposed to be a fun gathering no i felt targeted because i was being shuffled around from person to person who was introducing me to their friend and i think like you said like being the circus freak just being passed around yeah to explain my story did you see other kids being under the gun like this no not at all they were left alone so you were targeted okay so now we're going to turn to claire claire stood by my side as catherine was pretty immediately whisked away and passed around and claire was with me when an elderly couple who had actually spent a large amount of time in the diplomatic service came up to us and I would say that they were well intended, but the series of questions and answers really upset us. And it went like this. Oh, Claire, I feel like I've known you through Facebook all these years. And then we made the introductions to the female spouse. Claire was happy. I was happy. And then they said, we've seen you in your JROTC uniform. We've even seen you in your uniform, exclamation. And we stayed silent. And then, help me remember this, Claire, but it was something like, hey, do you know that she wants to do aerospace engineering? And she knows at this age that she wants to apply to service academies. And I said, well, she has a mentor who is a blue and gold officer helping her since she was in middle school. And they were like, just astonished. And then I tried to explain, you know, all kids who apply for service academies have to start preparing early. There's a lot to do. And their reaction, even though they spent 30 years in the diplomatic service and have raised kids who are themselves diplomats was very undiplomatic. Do you remember what they said to you? Uh, yeah, they said like, can't believe you know what you want to do. Stuff like, you know, you can always change and kind of undermining the fact that I was determined for my career path. Right. And made no attempt to cover up except for with some passive aggressive humor, you know that you don't have to do everything your mom says. Right. You know you're not stuck. You can change your mind. Right. How did that make you feel? Yeah, that made me feel like they didn't value the things that I wanted or the things that I was passionate about. And they thought that you were just like the controlling mom, like forcing me to do something, even though this is something that I myself 
told you that I want to do. And I've been working on this myself. And I didn't even want this for you. I remember I was quite scared when you said you wanted a career in the military. Right. We sat down and talked about it for a long time. And I said, I'm really scared for you. This isn't what I envisioned for my little girl. And it was after months and months of you lobbying me and your dad, where we basically said, okay, if this is your passion, you follow your passion. And you've been working years to get to this. So the bottom line is in 2022, in a suburb of Washington, D.C., in a very affluent gathering of very educated white people, if you're a girl who wants to study biomedical engineering, aerospace engineering, or who is active in JROTC, or wants to apply to a service academy, have a military career, you're targeted. And I will also say that I believe part of the reason that we were targeted was because your mom is like seven shades darker than you with big black hair. And I don't have a wedding ring on. Oh, and I have a medical disability. So I wonder to myself, if last night's gathering would have gone the same way if I was a white man married with my wife next to me and instead of having a 17-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter who are visibly mixed kids of a single mom, if instead you two were young men, white, not mixed, How would that go? In my opinion, what I envision is it would have been like, good for you, son. Good for you. MIT will be lucky to have you. Here's a future leader. Good job. Good job, dad. Let me grab you a beer. So that's the state of our educated elite. And we have to take a hard look at ourselves because if this is how hard it is for teenage girls to identify as future engineers, to take challenging math and science classes, to dedicate their free time to studying, these matters instead of going to the mall, the typical things that US society expects. These are the constraints that upper middle class, Ivy League educated white Americans who say that they are feminist. If this is how hard it is for Catherine and Claire, What chance does a girl in a less educated environment, in a less open-minded environment, have 
at all in getting through all of these barriers intended or not does not matter these are ceilings boundaries barriers that do not exist for boys that are in the way of girls the darker you are the harder it is if you have a single mom family it's considered that your home is broken if you have a mother with a medical disability, it's considered that you're vulnerable. And lo and behold, if after all of this, you are succeeding academically, well, your mom is a bitch. Which is the same thing, by the way, that they tell all women at the executive level, because no way a woman can be competent unless she's a bitch. And I'm going to put money down on it that they will call you guys the same names when you become future leaders. This society needs to take a hard look at itself. It needs to change. And we at Gomina are not going to stop. We will come back tired from the microaggressions. We might need to sleep all day the next day. We might need to have podcasts like this to vent, but we need to shed light on microaggressions like this because bottom line, if we make it so hard, girls will give up and we will do everything we can to make sure that in our sphere of influence, we're not giving up. We want equal dignity, no matter what age the girl is, no matter what color, what her family circumstances, she should have equal dignity and respect for her choices and her endeavors in engineering fields. Do you have anything else to say, Catherine? I think you said some very true and powerful words. And I hope that this podcast episode and in future episodes to come, we will raise more awareness for these kinds of situations. And I hope that this podcast helps other girls and other people to become more empowered in themselves. Let me ask you, this afternoon, you're working on your common app application for universities. You're thinking about next year going off to college you've done a lot of work to prepare for this the next few months are very pivotal did the experiences of yesterday deter you from your goal of becoming a biomedical engineer definitely not if anything it just made me want to do that even more to prove them wrong and to also create a path for other girls and how does the experience of yesterday make you feel about picking mentors because some of the people who were treating you this way had PhDs in math and were professors. When I do pick my mentors now and in the future, I'm going to be very mindful of the diversity of my mentors because 
I should have someone who has gone under the same circumstances as me, given my gender and racial identity, or at least understands them and is aware of the challenges that I face. That's why we need diversity at the top levels so that young people can look at the different choices of mentors. But no one should have to carry the weight of being objectified and humiliated over and over and over and over again on top of these incredibly difficult career and academic paths. Claire, I want to ask you some of the same questions because you're going for aerospace and you are in JROTC and you are going either into a service academy for naval aviation as an aviator, aerospace engineer, or you're going to do ROTC as an aerospace engineer. How did the remarks of yesterday feel for you? Um, Unfortunately, this is something that I experience quite often. They doubt my abilities to keep up with other people in applying and getting into the academies and my ability to uh, succeed in JROTC and in my uh, difficult classes. Do your JROTC teachers doubt your abilities? No. No. I have never seen them doubt your abilities. They see you as a leader. And in fact, they're giving you for your first leadership role this year in 10th grade. So when you say they doubt my abilities, can you define who they are? Just people that are bigoted and that they believe that the military or science and math fields are for men or like even white men and they're just stuck in their old thinking and here you are a curly-haired 15 year old young lady so how did the experience of yesterday make you feel about your future career did it deter you in any way? No, it didn't. I want to keep at the path that I'm going towards. And how did the experience of yesterday affect you in picking mentors moving forward? Right, I will make sure to pick mentors that keep an open mind and are willing to fully accept who I am and applying for my courses and goals. Okay, so let me just also say this. We need to take a hard look at ourselves. We need to understand these boxes that we hide under, but we roll our eyes when people aren't looking, are no longer places where the light cannot find you. Because maybe you didn't expect that we were going to make a podcast, but we are making a podcast. And this podcast is part of an official platform that we're dedicated to continuing to grow, to make sure that these difficult topics are discussed and that you are aware of what you do 
and that girls like us are also aware of what they have to go through. The bottom line is we move forward with the gifts that God gives to us, regardless of our gender, medical disability, age, skin color, how big my hair is or isn't. My contributions, Catherine's contributions, Claire's contributions, academically and professionally, as we find and work to find ways to serve with our talents are between us and God. And I would really hope that this podcast opens up some thought and some discussion for people I believe probably did not imagine this would be the result of their actions. But please be aware that this family suffered and this day has been spent in recovering from an event which was supposed to be uplifting. So we take it upon ourselves to put this out and we ask that you please be thoughtful and also to the young girls from immigrant families from the Middle East and North Africa who are considering pursuing careers in engineering, in US universities, junior high schools, high schools, the classes you take, the degrees that you get in US universities and the jobs that you will get in US engineering companies or in the military. Don't let anyone stop you. You can play this podcast over and over again and know you're not alone. We are here and we will persevere. We will not stop and we will continue to move forward despite these challenges. Because one day, Catherine and Claire, when you are in your 50s and you take leadership positions, I hope that you will have these memories to make sure that nothing like this happens under your watch. And please, other people who might witness this kind of behavior, speak up. There's nothing greater for justice and humanity than standing up for someone who's being mistreated. So with that, I feel that I have put my experience to the best use that I can do. We appreciate your time in listening to this difficult conversation. And we encourage you to continue to speak out and never ever waver from your paths. Keep moving forward. God bless. Mm-hmm.